Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Careers in Healthcare podcast. My name's Todd Fraser, and on this podcast, I'll be chatting to Kiet Chung, who's an infectious diseases clinician at the Sunshine Coast University Hospital in Queensland, Australia. Kiet, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Kiet, do you remember when you first wanted to become an infectious diseases physician? Um, I guess it would have been when I was doing a term in infectious diseases at a um, basic training um, registrar um, and went at the PA hospital. Um, that's probably when I decided like, that might be the career, that, the career that I wanted to go down. Do you recall what it was about infectious diseases that grabbed your attention at that time? So I think it's probably the variability um, in the things that we that we see. Um, you know, we because we're a consultative um, specialty predominantly, you know, we see a lot of um, cases that span all um, specialties in medicine, both including surgical specialties as well as medical specialties. So there's quite a lot of variation, um, which can make for makes one interesting, um, especially overall. I think. Can you describe what the average day is like for an infectious diseases physician? I guess the days can vary depending on what, what you do in your department. Um, and it can range from either clinical clinical medicine, um, both in inpatient and outpatient setting. Um, but we also have a large role in other non-direct non, um, patient contact um, care. So in particular, um, activities that relate around relate to infection control as well as antimicrobial stewardship um, do take up um, take up a large amount of our work and are certainly very important um, things that we do in terms of patient safety, improving patient outcomes. Um, and then I've I have a, I have a, I'm an administrative role as well, so there is some, some bureaucratic work that I, I do as well as part of my role as the director. The common, common types of infections, so in particular... Um, Healthcare-acquired infections, whether that be surgical site infections, um, or including prosthetic joint infections, but also um, community-acquired um, infections, um, such as you know more, the more severe community-acquired infections, with, uh, such as um, meningococcal sepsis or severe skin soft tissue infections, travel travel-related infections, uh, but also um, staphylococcus which you know sit across both um, community and hospital-acquired infections. So. Quite a varied range of um, diseases um, and conditions. Is there much opportunity for laboratory work, Kurt? Um, so I'm not a, um, a microbiologist, but you know, there are large, there are a significant number of um, of my colleagues that do do did complete did do microbiology training. So those of those, those colleagues, those of my colleagues would um, spend some time in the lab, um, which is obviously another aspect um, of, of of infectious diseases. Um, practice that um, that you can get involved in, involved in um, if you could, if you decide you want to do microbiological microbiology training, um, and then I guess also there's um, research opportunities, um, particularly these days um, research is um, becoming more and more popular with trainees, um, and I think you know having a having being able to do a number of different things helps keep your job interesting in the long term as well. What are the sorts of things that you, um, as an infectious diseases physician, really um, enjoy about your job? Where do where do the thrills come from for you? Look, I think clinically it is about the very the varying um, um, conditions that you see. You know, you see lots of common conditions as, as a lot of other specialties do, but you know, we often see a lot of of the rarer, unusual infections, and I think that's very interesting. Um, I also think um, you know being able to 
I guess, help other people with difficult cases um, and help um, and and help pa patients when they've had complications, um, infective complications, um, is, is rewarding. Um, and I think on the whole, infectious diseases, especially when generally our patients get better, uh, which is which is always you know good, good good from a um, a a. Good from my, good from our point of view, when our, our patients get better. Is there anything in particular that you don't like about it or find frustrating? Look, you know, the similar on the on the in the same vein of what I like about the job. Sometimes, because we are a consultative specialty, um, you know, you do occasionally get um, differing opinions between us and I guess the treating the treating um, team. Um, and that can certainly be frustrating um, when you when your opinion is not when you when other people don't necessarily agree with your opinion. But I guess that's one of the challenges that's and there's one of the challenges in infectious disease. You, you know, we need we need to learn how to I guess um, how to kind of communicate and make people understand, help people understand why you're suggesting this a certain treatment um, treatment plan um, if, if, if other people may disagree with it. Um, I think the other, I guess, both rewarding and frustrating is particularly in infection control and antimicrobial stewardship. Um, we do a lot, of, a lot of our time is spent trying to um, change behaviour, um, and that's you know obviously that can be very difficult. But you know when you do have good do, do have successes, that on the other hand is also very rewarding as well. Obviously, the last couple of months as the COVID-19 outbreak has, has unfolded has been very uh, very busy for you, I'd imagine. What Can you describe what your role has been in, in preparing for this outbreak? Yeah, so like you know, a large majority of infectious disease physicians, we've all been very busy um, because of the, um, the pandemic and it's, you know, it's, it's certainly one of the things that, that we're, that our specialty is, is geared up for. Um, so the, my role in, in my in our hospital was to lead the um, the response from the infectious diseases and an infection control point of view, um, and so a lot of my time has been spent um, developing procedures and processes about around a disease that we'd never um, encountered before, um, but also I guess probably more importantly is about um, educating staff and talking to staff, and I guess. You know, a lot, lot of people were very um, uh, stressed and concerned and worried about about this disease, and particularly in light of what people were seeing, what, what the what the media was presenting, and what we were seeing overseas um, in, in other countries, such as um, um, in, in China, and then later in Europe, and then more recently in the United States. Um, so, you know, we, I, I spent a lot of time you know, talking to our medical staff about. What was happening in Australia? What we, what the, the evidence is for, um, what we, what the recommendations for our the practice, and particularly in terms of use of personal protective equipment in Australia, as compared to what was happening in, in other countries, and why, why what we were seeing is different. Um, because certainly, you know, there was, you know, I think probably as a medical community in a whole, you know, everyone was very, was very, was very worried and anxious and stressed about. Um, about having to manage patients, but also about um, what might be happening in the community to our family and friends as well. Um, so it's certainly been a very busy last few months. Um, as I said, with lots of meetings, lots of um, writing procedures and documents 
Um, but as I said, probably, I think the probably the most important thing from my point of view, I guess, is about um, ensuring our staff understand what's going on, are protected and also feel protected um, when they've had to look after um, cases of COVID-19. Okay, you mentioned a little earlier that um, you could potentially go down to travel or research or uh, microbiology as, as options. Are there other options that people can take once they finish doing infectious diseases training? Yeah, look, as I said, you know, beyond just clinical work, um, you know, as I said, you know, people can become go down working, go down the line of doing um, research, and there's lots of opportunities for research um, as well as working in the lab. Um, and then a lot, lot of there's a lot of work around infection control and antimicrobial resistance and antimicrobial stewardship, which are, which are extremely important topics at the moment. But also there's opportunities for I guess um, work overseas, um, particularly either in, in in developing countries, but also with um, other um, um, international um, organisations in an infection control point of view. Uh, sorry, in an infectious diseases um, capacity. Um, and then some people have um, some some people have done have done public health training or sexual health training in conjunction with um, infectious diseases training, which is, I guess is something else um, that that people can do. Um, so certainly, I think infectious diseases, especially, is a very a very a very varied um, specialty, um, and there's lots of different types of opportunities. So I think there's you know almost something for anyone um, who ends up in infectious diseases. Is there a particular person who would um, thrive in the infectious diseases world? What sort of characteristics do you think it takes to to do well? Um, look, I think you know people people who do infectious diseases. You know, need to have good attention to detail. Um, you know, I think we you know you have to be prepared to um, I guess um, be prepared to be prepared and be able to communicate with um, other people. Um, because it is a consultative um, specialty, and we don't always, um, I guess, own have full ownership over all the patients that we see. So we have to learn to work with people. And we have to learn to work with people of different different specialties. And I think that's particularly important um, in when we're doing um, fetch control and antimicrobial stewardship. You know, I think we really need to engage with other other clinicians um, because if we don't work with them and get on with them, then we're not going to be able to um, improve improve our practices practices in the um in the, in the healthcare system and improve on um, patient outcomes um so i think you know you certainly have to be able to um get on with people and work with with people very well um i think in, in the specialty and what does the uh, training program in australia look like so um infectious diseases training in australia is obviously part of the, um, the racp um, and so once you've completed your um, basic training, basic, basic physician's training, you can apply to, um, to you can apply for infectious diseases training, advanced training. Um, the, I guess the process probably varies from state to state, so it's important to check, you know, talk to your, um, talk to any infectious disease physicians in that state to find out how that process works. works. Um, some states have um, centralised um, processes, whereas others don't. But essentially it requires the, it's a three-year training program at a minimum, of which um, there is a microbiology component. You can do dual training with um, the Royal College of College of Pathologists um, and do microbiology as well, which um, at the moment is a five-year, will make it a five-year training program um, where then you'll become dual qualified as a microbiologist as well as, as, an, as well as an ID physician. 
Kia, thanks very much for joining us and sharing your experiences of being an infectious diseases physician. No worries. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. For more great interviews with leading clinicians just like this, visit our website at osla.force.com.